Pause for room tone. Welcome to RCR podcast number 42, Glenn Live It, Let Die. Uh, I am Nick. I'm Brian. And as per usual with our uh, refined format, I guess, uh, we are just going to chat with the super chat off because we want to be able to have a conversation, I guess. But please continue chatting away and, you know, whatever. Uh, and then we're after this, we're going to take a very brief break, uh, come back again and start answering your questions in the super chat It'll be a good time for everybody. It's yeah. going to be a good thing. I am, my energy is really low today, and I don't know why. I ate six eggs. <laughs> uh, I had six, I had three eggs for breakfast. I didn't have lunch, and I ate the rest of the eggs in the carton, and I have a pain in my chest. Mm. I don't know what's up with this. Uh, maybe it's the heat. Maybe it's not the eggs at all. Maybe it's just so hum humid, humidity. There, the air conditioner is going, the fan is on here, and it's still about 80 degrees in my apartment. Yeah. So, mm, hopefully I'll feel better tomorrow, um, or maybe I'll feel better once I get booze in me. I'm drinking coffee right now, nothing's yeah. happening. Um, I'm slightly worried because it's like I can't catch my breath, mm. and that was what Kevin Smith said on the podcast, uh, uh, on Joe Rogan when he said what it felt like to have a, a mild heart attack and that he, it felt like he couldn't catch his breath and had to lie down. Hmm. And and they put that thing inside his artery that... that the stint? Yeah, and it opened up and it felt like he went... <gasps> now I can take full breaths. I yeah. think I eat healthy. I eat steamed vegetables and rice and I do kind of fry all my meats and vegetable oil. Yeah. But I, I run four miles like almost every day and I, I don't understand this. Yeah, I mean, I what is my favorite strong bad email? My strong strong bad email is sweet and put sweet putt and cakes when I go to the uh, miniature golf course. Um, I mean, part of my thing is like I'm always worried about oh my god, am I having a heart attack? Like that type of thing, mm -hmm. and that's what caused me to start. Well, I mean, I went to the doctor. They were like, well, okay, you're, it's probably not your heart, but, you know, your cholesterol is high for your age. So that's when I started the whole diet thing. And now, um, I don't know, like the chest pain that I had before was kind of going away. But then I, I had already been diagnosed with, uh, before this, uh, costochondritis, which is like an inflammation of like the, it's very long, like mumbo jumbo about like why your chest hurts. And, yeah. you know, for some people it goes away and all that other stuff. And, I don't know, like, I'm a hypochondriac, so I can't allow myself to think that way because I realize stress makes it worse. Mm. Um, but also, you know, trusting your body enough to know the difference between something that's serious and something that isn't because, yeah. um, I don't know. It's just, uh, I don't know. But <sighs> I, I really wouldn't worry. Okay. Like, it's just one... It, well, I mean, it's... If you feel like this again tomorrow i don't know i'm sure there are urgent cares around um urgent care we're gonna fake 
<laughs> getting sick to get oxycotton and crap like that. Yeah. Um, there was an urgent care that opened one block from here, and it was so shady. How so? Like it was dirty. Ooh. It was. It opened like in an old hair salon. Hmm. And uh, my landlord said the second that place opened, a lot of shady cars were parking on the street that no one ever saw before. Hmm. And uh, uh, that was when the that was when that one kid hit my neighbor's car. She, he, he backed into it. Like, hmm. did I ever tell you this story? Yeah, the the uh, uh, that he had a thing for the daughter, and then oh, this is a different oh, different story. story. Oh, all right, no, this this, di- this was like the day I got the MR2. Oh, this is a while ago. So it was the day I came home with my AW11, and I parked it on the street, looking at it. I'm so glad he didn't hit my car. <laughs> he hit freaking Michelle's, but Jeez. um. This one, like, beat-up Cavalier or Hyundai Elantra, uh, Kia something maybe, pulls up. Uh, uh, this kid leans out the window and said, hey, do you know how to get to Bloomsburg? Mm. No, I guess maybe he wasn't going to Bloom, uh, uh, that urgent care. But my landlord thought he was going to the urgent care, or not, but I don't know why he was asking to go to Bloomsburg. And he was on a street that was nowhere near. Like, if you're going up to Bloomsburg, you're staying on, like, 209 or something. So I wasn't exactly sure how to get him back on 78. I should have just turned, told him to take a right at the light and go out to 61 and just yeah. head, head north that way. Go up to 81, you'll be fine. Um, but I said, but we were in the, he stopped in the middle of the street. And although it was a side street, I said, you know what, just back up and park and then we'll figure this out. This kid backs up and he backs up on an angle and sideswipes two cars. Damn. Because he was like looking in his mirrors and not head checking with his head. Yeah. So then I, I looked at him and said, if you run, I'm calling the cops. I walked around and just mentally made note of the license plate. Yeah. Cut to the end of the story. Uh, uh, officer and now Chief Corey, uh, officer then and now Chief Corey, uh, shows up and uh, it turns out this kid only had his license for like a few days. It's his sister's car, but there's no insurance, no registration on it. Oh. It's like she just bought it. The plate doesn't belong to the car. Oh. So I guess she probably just bought this car in a private sale, had it. Like in their yard, the kid was from Reading, had it in the yard or on the street or something like that. Actually, no, wait, if you park, even if you park on the street in Reading, your car has to be registered, insured, and everything. Yeah, so it's yeah, probably in like nowhere in, on in this county that yeah. you can get away. So it was, it was probably like in a back lot or something like that, yeah. parked backwards so no one could see that there's no plate on it. They probably found a plate, put on it, and then we're going to Bloomsburg for some reason. Their phone, like, they didn't have smartphones or they did but they didn't have service and and what they did is they had just a whole bunch of screenshots from google maps to get there you know these sort of stories where nothing about it nothing about it makes sense it's not a thought out plan and now he swipes side swipe michelle's car she starts freaking out because that's like her only car um uh uh uh, he gives a chief Corey uh, gives the kid a citation. The kid's freaking out, trying to find out if he can maybe get a loan to pay for her car. And I'm like, you have no collateral. You can't get a loan from the bank over there now. Uh, yeah. So 
he thought he was going to jail I mean he's not going to jail um, uh, he had a friend with him and the friend asked the police officer can you take me because like uh, uh, officer Corey said well you're not driving this car back to Reading yeah this car there's a wrecker coming from this car and they're, like, they're going to call a wrecker and this car is going to get impounded mm. and because um, it's a dirty car, like there's no registration, there's no insurance on it. Like, yeah, it's, you don't know how they got that car. No. So the kid asks uh, Officer Corey, "Can I get a ride home?" And he said, "No, you're 18. Stick out your thumb. <laughs> you're an adult now. Find your own way back to Reading." Oh, jeez. So Michelle's boyfriend gives these two kids a ride home. I thought about doing it, and I'm like, <sighs> the thing is. In my head, if I t- if I didn't tell him to back up, if I told him, yeah, Bloomsburg's that way, I would have saved Michelle's car from getting all scratched up. Yeah, Turns out she like paid that. like two grand to have a freaking Maxima, complete bodywork to have a freaking like 05 Maxima redone, a car that's worth five grand. Does she love the car or I something? I guess so. I, it's like kind of to. too much good money after bad. Yeah. And uh, they did a good job, um, but... Uh, both my landlord and I were looking at the car and I'm like, we both have, like, I can put rubbing compound and get most of that off and the rest of it you just do a touch-up paint and just live with having a few gashes on your car. Paint over them with a little brush yeah. so, you know, so they don't rust and just live with that. But no, she wanted to have that car. Yeah. Looking yeah. nice. Which, <laughs> like, dailies, like, I guess that's the one thing about being in the cars is that you have your daily... You'll wash it, you'll vacuum it out, but apart from that, you don't throw money at it. Is yeah. it running? Yeah. <laughs> like we were talking just before, you're, my uh, my car is consistently throwing EVAP codes, check engine light. Do I care? Not one bit. Yeah, and I, I never get them, but then I got one. You got like a misfire code. I got so a misfire I'm code. I'm thinking it's spark plugs or yeah. something. If they've never been changed, you never change them since you got the car. No. What spark plugs for an 04 Mustang are like you got six spark plugs, they're probably cost four dollars a piece. Yeah, four times six is six. No, six times four, six times four, $24. Uh, yeah, oh man, liberal arts. You can major. like, yeah, I suck at math. Um, honestly, you just go to AutoZone and say, Hey, I need six spark plugs for an 04 Mustang <laughs> V6. Let me know, we'll go out to the garage and just change them out. Yeah, um. But, uh, yeah, a lot of it is kind of uh, about wanting to – because I think if there's a certain amount of nostalgia tied to the car, yeah. then you're obviously going to put a lot more money into it to keep it on the road. Yeah. Um, and I guess that's part of some of the thing that we get when we review somebody somebody's daily that's somehow been alive since, you know – 1996 and somehow it looks good yeah even though you know a 1996 car like how much are you really gonna put into it to keep it on the road but it's like it was a daily den yeah you know <laughs> oh man popping up on the red and craigslist right now today popped up like a 89 osmobile 88 with like 42,000 miles oh on. wow estate sale i was on there yesterday it was uh there was a Plymouth Belvedere on there. Oh. It was kind of strange seeing it on there, and I'm thinking, what's the catch? Yeah. Uh, I can't remember the price offhand, but it was definitely into the five figures at least. Um, 
it's just it's neat to kind of look around there the problem with like the reading craigslist for cars is that it's you get a lot of junkers and a lot of um things that are you, you look at the picture and you know you're being uh like taken for a ride it's got uh, one picture and the price is too good yeah yeah, yeah, exactly that. And you know you're just going to be like just emptying out your wallet to get this thing on the road so that you can go pick up the <laughs> go to the title place and get the whole thing registered. Yeah. In the first place. Yeah. Uh but yeah, it's kind of uh eh. but I don't know. Yeah, uh, pick up anyone this week? Oh, sorry for people listening get to hear me yawn yeah I picked up two kids in Skokelhaven they wanted to go to the Walmart St. Clair um, one sounded like an exchange student and the other they, they looked like they, they looked like they ran track and they were talking about practice or something like that uh, they complimented me on having a nice car like I guess they were just saying something nice yeah you know, one lady at the grocery store complimented me on my bucket hat <laughs> she said that's a nice hat that's a nice that's a nice hat a nice hat I'm like thank you yeah. and then I wanted to I wanted to have a full day of driving Lyft so I drove to Hershey oh wow thinking yeah, all the way to Hershey to drive Lyft ended up only picking up one person huh and it was a lady from like women's health center or something uh her she talked a lot she told me that her daughter just got accepted to the Milton Hershey School. Hmm. Now, from what I understand, the Milton Hershey School is a private boarding school, and but it also caters to, like, at-risk youth. Yeah, it's kind of a... Well, I mean, because it started out as a kind of orphanage, Yeah. weirdly enough. Uh, Milton Hershey was a big philanthropist and basically caused the entire town of Hershey to exist by yeah. creating that factory in the first place. And then they decided, well, there's a factory here. We might as well build a town around it so they yeah. put a place where we can do sports. And now yeah. here's a place where we can, you know, whatever. But long story short is uh, that was more of like his wife's thing mm -hmm. um in a way uh she kind of basically he was supposed to be on the titanic but he needed to get home sooner than the titanic was leaving oh, yeah. so he took a different boat <laughs> and then when they got back um basically there was uh I, I forget exactly what happened but long story short they built a school and yeah. so now there's a school but like also it's an orphanage and you know it's like madeline from yeah you know the the, the the children's story with the little French girls. Yeah. We love our bread, we love our butter, but most of all, we love each other. Never saw it. Oh, it's great. Yeah. I mean, well, the, the, I don't know. It's Madeline. Mm. But yeah. Yeah. Anyway, she said her uh, daughter got accepted to Milton Hershey School. Um... Uh, she told me it sucks not having a car. I'll get my car back next year, which I'm wondering if this is just another DUI mm. something. And uh, she said, hey, can we make a stop along the way to wherever she she needed to go back to wherever her house was? Yeah. So we had to make a stop, go get cigarettes from Turkey Hill. <laughs> um, uh, she said, mind if I smoke in here? I said, yes, I do. Please don't. She says, okay. <laughs> yeah. And I took her back. It was like a $5 ride. So, I br i mean, I broke even for that ride. I burned up $10 in gas to make $16. Yeah. 
Um, Which after taxes is like I, yeah. 12. I filled maybe. my tank. That's yeah. what I did for nothing. Yeah. So I got $10 worth in gas. I mean, that's more than I accomplish. I drive places for no reason just because I think my anxiety is to a point where driving is the only thing that doesn't make me anxious. Really? Anymore. Like it's the one thing that I can do where I am completely at peace, which is funny because normally in any other situation where something goes wrong, my immediate reaction is that my body just tenses all over and I have a panic attack. Mm-hmm. Or even sometimes when I'm like not doing anything, I well, have a panic attack. But like the long story short of it is that I, when I'm driving, like something could happen on the road and I would never have that. Like if I got pulled, when I got pulled over, I didn't have a panic attack at all. Like I'm in my car, I'm safe. Everything's fine. Okay. You know, oh, or when I was okay. caught in the, st- in that storm the other day and the check engine light came on it's like, well, okay, but Hey, is, is anything happening now? It's like, no. well, no, I'm in my car. Everything's great. And so, so much of me being like, okay, is built around having a car and being able to just go. Yeah. And so I'm driving and I'm listening to, uh, the case file podcast, which is just a true crime podcast narrated by this Australian guy mm-hmm. called the anonymous host. Yeah. Um, but it's written by somebody else, but it's an amazing podcast. And, uh, I was listening to it on the way here and it's weird because I feel that sense of strange guilt about, um, get gleaning entertainment from someone else's misfortune. Mm. Um, it's like the opposite of schadenfreude. But yeah. it's empath. It, well, I mean, that's what it is. It's basically like you're able to empathize with the fact that these are people who have suffered in some small or large measure. Measure because yeah. some of these cases don't have anything to do with murder. Some of them, you know, it's an attempted murder. Sometimes, you know, nothing. But basically, it's just. I like one of my favorite things the past like two weeks is driving home at night from here mm. and just I'm listening to case file and it's mm-hmm. fantastic because mm. the road is so quiet and you just yeah. hear the voice and you know it's just you alone and you know sometimes your thoughts but mostly I don't like having my thoughts to myself so yeah. I look to find things that take my thoughts away from me yeah like an ice cream scoop or a melon yeah. baller just ugh. I like that I get that on the bike because there's only one thing to focus on, not dying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um I think man, it's like I feel so tired. My my, my the thoughts are all stumbling and moving around each other. Mm. None of them want to take center stage. Like a bunch of middle school kids at a dance. Mm. I Started writing more, uh, uh, like future reviews and 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 my uh, DR650 uh, review. Sorry for the yards. I need a cup of coffee, or maybe some. I bought a watermelon, thinking that would do something. Um. Yeah, I'm gonna get another cup of coffee and then Go for eat, eat some more watermelon. Uh, yeah, that's go what for I'm it. gonna do. <laughs> All right, let's go with uh, Nick and you. Uh, okay, so uh, basically, I got I 
I found the YouTube channel. Uh, well, I didn't find it. Brian introduced it to me uh, down the rabbit hole, which is a great YouTube channel that kind of um, it, it 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 explores mysteries of the internet, uh, and it's a fantastic or it's a fantastic YouTube series and channel. Uh, by name uh, by a guy called Frederick Knudsen but definitely check it out he did this amazing story on something called the Final Fantasy House which happened at Penn State of all places like my alma mater uh, in State College but it was three years before I actually went there and it was this weird story about these two women who felt they were soul bonded to Final Fantasy characters and went out of their way to find other people who they believed were soul bonded to Final Fantasy characters and then essentially brainwashing them into serving them somehow. It was incredibly weird. Um, it's just, I, I don't know. It's the strangest thing, but I feel like forceful personalities kind of impose their will on those who want to be imposed upon like in a in a manner of speaking which the manner of speaking is basically that uh sometimes you just want someone to tell you what to do so you don't have to think about it especially when you're in college age where like suddenly some people are overwhelmed by the amount of freedom they have in college so you know maybe you just want someone to say uh hey just give me the freedom not to have to think about what comes next so yeah yeah yes but anyway yeah um mr regular is peeing right now and so we are uh yeah no um trying to think like the weird thing is not a lot happened with me this week i mean what am I, what is there for me to really talk about other than my sick golden girls queen shirt ah oh, yeah but it's also, I don't know, I'm sure in my mind I wanted to talk about something, but God only knows I'm not really a great conversationalist. I mean, uh, I guess this Monday's review, I should probably give a heads up that this is kind of um, a literary one. So, you know, if you're big into literary theory, and even if you're not, I don't know, maybe you'll learn something this Monday. Um, and if not, whatever. But, uh... We are in the dog days of summer as they barrel down upon us. Uh, 100% humidity. Yep. I'm really hoping that's why I'm so listless. Yeah. Ooh, I, good word. I, I feel like, yeah, a ship with no direction. Maybe it's that because I feel sort of the same way I felt the first few days in New Zealand and also when we were in Bradenton, Florida, where it's just, ugh. Mm. And, and even though June, it was, I couldn't think. Yeah, it's it's hard to get your thoughts in order when you're overwhelmed with just the humidity. It's And the fact that, the way I describe it is that, uh, because I'm set up with a similar box fan situation instead of Central Air or anything. And so it's the knowledge that when you're outside knowing that going home it's not going to get any better yeah, <laughs> that, that, yeah. it's an exhausting feeling um i go to the pool with my nephew like the community pool like i have a pool pass with yeah. him and uh even the ducks 
from like the museum yeah. wander over and get in the pool and really yeah and they let them they're just like whatever the ducks are here it's like we're, <laughs> we're just chilling with ducks now and uh it's always five ducks just five and there's like the mama duck i assume because she's the biggest and then you know four smaller ducks but i wouldn't call them babies yeah you know but they're just all in the pool they get around they do their swimming then they get out onto the little like grating area like the sluice whatever it's called okay. and barrier and then they're just sort of uh you know like nibbling at each at themselves mm. I- i'm guessing like maybe that's how they groom i imagine yeah. but uh yeah that's what i do in lieu of the gym on some day like some days when i know i'm not gonna have enough time to get to the gym mm-hmm. like me and my nephew we go to the pool i just do a shitload of laps and by the end of it i'm as tired as though i had gone to the gym but the problem is when i do that the next day like i'm really tired too uh. so i'm wondering if like maybe you know you had an in, did something intense and the fatigue carried over i guess what did i do yesterday yesterday i ran in this heat yeah i ran four miles in like this 90 degree weather and i did it i i, I didn't wasn't able to do my final sprint but yeah i did feel kind of after the rest of the day i went to my parents house just sort of laid around and then came back here i went to bed at like midnight woke up at 8 30 woke up this uh finished the rest of the video it's done oh so, all right song um, i'll send tomorrow all right um and then but t- today like I, I i was finished and then i just sort of got up from the computer went into the bedroom because that's where the air conditioner was laid on the floor and just looked at my phone for an hour and then God and Goldie drove to the the pavilion, uh, swept up, cleaned up, and then you know talked to some hikers. Um, drove to the rudders, filled up, turned my lift app on to see if someone wanted a ride, and no one, no one, it didn't go bang drove to a giant which is a grocery store for you guys listening bought rice because the local grocery store doesn't carry jasmine rice in five pound bags anymore or five pound or one pound bags hmm. um they just carry the little ones and then drove back here light on laid on the floor <laughs> walked to my local grocery bought a watermelon uh frozen vegetables something else came back here more uh, uh finished editing the pov video Mm. which is exporting right now over there and now we're here Mm. uh tomorrow i think i'm going to have nothing to do and those days where i have nothing to do kind of makes me scared i mean if i would suggest a writing day if i didn't have to take my car into the shop at noon but Mm -hmm. um we can do that a different day yeah friday i'm around Um, um uh i am i may turn my lift app on again i don't feel like doing allentown i may drive down to uh oaks kop ah um worst the worst thing that could happen is i could just go to wegmans like if not like i'm sure someone like if i go to reading 
I'm going to be doing rides. Yeah. But sometimes they're shady. And yeah. sometimes I kind of know I'm doing a drug run. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't really sit well with you. And I got to pick up someone on one of those roads where it's just enough for one car to get by. And if I sit there, the thing that bothers me the most about Lyft is when per- someone isn't ready. Like yeah. I show up to a person's house and they're not there. There's no one around. There's nowhere for me to park. Yeah. So I got to like leave. I'm not, I'm not going to sit there with the blinky blank on yeah. and which is the four ways and block the intersection. I'm going to keep moving. Yeah. Um, I mean, the click number one says, is it worth driving for Lyft or other Uber likes apps when you have a car with high fuel consumption? Uh, not really. And my Forester doesn't do very well. The only way, say, if you were rocking like a Chevy 350 or, you know, a Vortex, sometimes they call them that, or or LS, like Chevy Suburban, uh, uh, the only way that would work is that if you live in a city where you're just boom, 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 rides all the time, yeah. then you could probably get away with it. Um, but if you have to go drive 15 minutes to go pick up someone to give them a $5 ride, Nah, that's not gonna. It's not gonna, not gonna jive. Yeah. Mm. I think it's strange that we live in an era that allows you to go with like the over-the-top service of not having to be endorsed by any kind of union. Um, yeah. Because it's strange that anyone. It's almost like a lot of people don't really even need a car anymore because mass transit is easier than it's ever been. Yeah. Theoretically. Yeah, except out here in the boonies. Oh yeah, well yeah. It's yeah you live in out town. Here. Uh out here, like you don't have a car. You're you're as George Carlin says, S O L and S W F. Shit out of luck and jolly well fucked. <laughs> you know, I was or like you'd have to scrape together six hundred dollars for the six hundred dollar car. Yeah. Kind of works up here with no emissions regulations, then and then you know a guy who can scrape and slap an inspection sticker on there, and yeah. then you're then you're good to go. But anyway, right now I kind of want to go on a Wegman's run, <laughs> but uh, they have a lot of really good pre-prepared meals. Yeah, even their pizza is good, which is strange because normally, it, by all rights, it shouldn't be. No grocery grocery store. Yeah, no. Yeah, grocery store burgers and pizzas, but they do it. Um, someone says it's a hundred degrees in Spokane, Washington. House sitting in a house with no AC. Miss mine. I bet you do. I, I hope you're getting paid. Yeah, <laughs> that's a nightmare. I mean, I, I'll take like a shower before I go to bed, and oh yeah, I feel a lot better. But that lasts for maybe an hour. Yeah. Um, and then you're right back at it right back in your own like you're stewing in your own juices I know it's like crotch pot yeah (laughs) and I try to you know flip the sheets around and flip the pillow over to the dry side and then it's just you're spending the night flipping the pillow over and back and forth someone can invent uh, an air conditioned pillow an air conditioned bed in the same way they invented the air conditioned car seat ah dude License to print money. You to have that ability for those long dead sleeps that I miss in autumn when you get the window open, it's breezy, which means you can have a heavier blanket mm. pressing down on you, and 
you sleep and you don't wake up. <laughs> it's just gravestone, uh, gravestone slumber, graveyard yeah. slumber. And then you wake up and you feel amazing. That's that's the one thing I miss about our long winters is that you generally sleep pretty well. Yeah. If you really can't sleep, then you open a window and you unzip a sleeping bag <laughs> and lay under that. Um, I mean, that's the only thing I can really think of, of putting those, you know, those little blue bricks for coolers or that occasionally yeah. some mothers will put in the lunch. Well, well, my mom did put in my lunchbox as a yeah. kid to keep all my stuff from, you know, whatever. Like it just put get a bunch of those and put yourself in a sleeping bag with them but then you're just like laying in a thing of different moisture <sighs> wednesday night i didn't have kickboxing tonight i'll bet no? that would have woken me up probably yeah. i mean well provided that you weren't the only person who showed up yeah. again uh, it's it is what it is yeah I mean, around here most Selling selling a legit kickboxing class to people who really just want to do yoga, or, or you lose weight is 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 tough, especially by Dante who wants to teach you legit things. Yeah, and then sometimes you get the guys who, you know, they want to learn but they're squeamish about uh, uh, getting in a clinch with another man. <laughs> I mean, when you did wrestling, were there a few guys like that on the well, team? Well, no, because I was like eleven. Well, oh, I mean, but, okay. Yeah. yeah. What, well, it was 11 and 12. Oh, we're lagging. Whatever. Uh, it's, <laughs> the, no, it's... Feed uh, dropping out. The screen house says it's okay. Yeah, it says it's okay. I, I have know. I have this... Com this computer isn't as hot as it normally is because I have yeah. this thing up on block, so air's getting at it. Mm. What's up, TK? Uh, yeah, Super Chat. We'll, we'll start in a few minutes. Yeah, once we're... We've uh, gone for about a half an hour. Yeah. Now. Um, oh, okay. So, uh, well, actually, no. That's not really a story. But it is kind of weird how, because uh, when I first started going on the diet and you said like, hey, you should join the boxing class. And I was like, ah, because the way you always describe the guy running it. It's, <laughs> I like Dante. He's, he's great. I'm sure he's fantastic. Yeah. But he seems in to me like that uncle that you have that um, wants to make sure you get the lesson because he's always trying to teach you stuff because he has no faith in the job your father is doing. Like, oh, <laughs> like he doesn't yeah. trust your dad to raise you right, yeah. and so I'm the uncle who what's gonna teach you stuff, <laughs> and so it ends up kind of being like, all right, now we're going to it's the it's the uncle who teaches you to finish the fight. It, it's it's not like that. All right, I cool. mean it's it's literally like the first half is is like cardio and sit ups and push ups and stuff like that. Then you get to the bag. And then it's just bag work. And when mm. you do Dutch drills, we're not hitting each other. We're just pulling bags for each other. Yeah. yeah. You're not going to like Brock Lesnar's camp where no, he's training I mean, for... You, I mean, you can go Brock Lesnar on the heavy bag. Heavy yeah. bag doesn't hit back. Yeah. Um, And I take my glasses off or put my contacts in. I mean, without my glasses, I'm just fighting blind. Yeah. You know, it's just everything's a blur, but I'm sweating like crazy. Same here. Like, yeah. uh, actually, I'm I'm gonna leave my glasses off for the remaining few minutes of this. Uh, I want to see what your vision is. Your vision is probably better than mine. I, Indeed, it is. Oh, oh, all right, cool. Uh, the glasses are crooked because they're always uh, the frames are always crooked. Um, yeah. I don't know why it keeps my happening. Glasses are almost the same, but mine I'm a little bit stronger. Oh wow, that is strong. Yeah. Uh, that. Ooh, hey. Yeah. 
oh, these actually look kind of nice on me, which, you know. Nice. Yeah. I got these. Oh, yeah, these, look these, nice on these are Zennies. Paid, they're online. Paid 50 bucks for them. I don't even remember what my frames are. Mm. I don't think there's enough room to actually write them on. And mm. also, I think, well, yeah, because I've had these for two years. And I don't know, but they've mm. been uh, good to me for the most part. And yeah. Someone says try a clamp-on fan, clamp-on mini fan in the bedroom. Put that sucker on the bedpost. You'll find them cheap after for cheap in a few weeks after the dorm supplies at Walmart and Target go on clearance. Nice. <laughs> That's actually a pretty I want to get idea. one. Uh, I should add it to my Amazon order. Just get one of those USB fans and put it in my power supply mm. and just put it somewhere. I'm sure that thing with the power supply will run all night. Yeah. Yeah. My friend Mike, he, uh, over the holidays, he came home for a visit and he had this slick new jacket on. I'm like, wow, that's a really cool jacket. He's like, yeah, it's a self-heating jacket. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's, see this little, uh, button? and it was a logo. And when the logo was li uh, a light, it started heating the jacket. It's like, and it has a USB outlet. And I'm thinking, well, uh, technology, I, I, I think it's going to be a few years before we, before we find out what having that amount of technology that close to our bodies <laughs> is going to do. Um, but I don't think it's turning us into, you know, giving us superpowers or anything. Justin Kramer has one of those. Milwaukee makes it. Hmm. Uh, uh, his take on the self-heating jacket is you need to make sure you get it in your exact size because if it's a little, t if, it's a, if it's the slightest bit too large, heat just sort of gets out yeah it has to almost be like a, a vest or, or something that you would wear like a windbreaker on top of it or something yeah. he said it worked ish but i got so much ski gear i don't really care yeah. um uh i thought about it for the falcon driving it in the cooler weather because the heater doesn't work which is weird that we drove that belvedere and that was an old car and the heater was amazing in that thing that was the yeah, last thing it was the best uh, it was the coldest rcr shooting day and it was immensely comfortable and not just because we were so desperate to be in a warm climate yeah. it's that that thing was on point yeah so i don't know what i can do like i can't put a larger heater core in the falcon because it sits in that little box that's made just for it and i but there's also no vents that blow it at you yeah. anymore because we had to take them out. I'm wondering if I can just unplug that, just yank the hose off of the defroster and just have it kind of dangling down out from under the thing. I can zip tie it so maybe there'll be a haw fire <laughs> that could maybe just shoot in the general direction of like our feet. Yeah. And that'll work. Yeah, because you would lose your defroster. But the more that I think about it, the, I rarely need that thing. Because if it's any inclement weather, the car doesn't go anywhere. Yeah, remember when uh, I first got Betty, and uh, you you were like the only person who was on me about getting the rear defroster fixed because oh, yeah. they sold it to me with a bum rear defroster. But he told me about it first. Yeah. He was like, okay, the rear defroster kind of comes loose. You gotta you know get like a super glue or whatever yeah. get the, the replacement and. It's perfectly fixed, and I never use it. Well, like, it, I never need to. Uh, it, it's like completely unnecessary because I don't know. It just doesn't really get all you know moisture back there. But also, like like you said, in the winter, 
I mean, if it's snowing out there, like, what are you going to do with a Mustang? Right. Even if you have the all seasons on it, it's like, where are you really going? Mm -hmm. And luckily I live in a place where, you know, um, I could walk to places if I need things. Um, and well, I mean, I live in a big city, so there are any number of weird shady places where I can go to get things. And I mean like legal things like food and groceries, but also, they're in shady places where, you know, barred windows and all that wonderful mess. Right. Um, but I don't know. I, It's weird. I know that, like, Reading is kind of a weird city that it's it's like, it, I, it makes me, at times I think of it as kind of being like Gotham City mm. in that it has this um, historical, almost art deco architecture in, pla- in places um, but the architecture is kind of uh, falling into disrepair. Mm-hmm. But you can still get some idea of what it used to look like. Yeah. But then, you know, it's also kind of like half the place looks like Crime Alley, where mm. the where Thomas and Martha Wayne ate it. That yeah, there was this whole thing on Cracked one time about how there's only really one or two alleys in modern New York City that look like what movies want New York City to look like. <laughs> like everything else is clean and modern. Yeah, it's like it doesn't look crappy. Yeah, and like look, if you want a New York City street, <laughs> come to Reading <laughs> or come to Al- like not to knock Allentown, but well, that's like another thing. Like I want to go. I was thinking about because Music Fest is going on right now in in Bethlehem. Yeah. But I thought about not turning my Lyft app on until I pass the Lehigh Valley Airport. Yeah. Like, I kind of don't want to drive down into Allentown. Stupid question. Levi, Lehigh Valley has an airport? Indeed they do. <laughs> Okie dokie. What is this? American Airlines, I don't think, flies out of there. Or if they do, I... <laughs> yeah. Lehigh Valley has a little airport. You remember how Reading used to have an airport? I mean, we, well, still, we still do. We, we still do have an airport. And Tony Airlines uh, said, like, uh, offered to take me out to go check out like the flight museum that's like over there. Oh yeah, Mid Atlantic Air. Yeah, museum. yeah, yeah. It's gonna be cool. Uh, but yeah, I, I. But it's not really an airport because it only it can only take you like two or three places, kind of. Yeah, there's no service, I, I, in that there's no commercial carriers that fly out of there anymore. Oh, not anymore? Not anymore. Oh, all right. I learned it used to be too. like up until the early 2000s, there was like Allegheny Commuter and and US Air had like very limited service from like Reading to Philly to Lehigh Valley to Harrisburg and to Boston. Mm. Like that's as far as that place would go. Um, uh, Lehigh Valley, uh, its airport code is ABE. You can fly from Lehigh Valley to Orlando. <laughs> you can fly to New York. You can fly to LaGuardia, JFK, probably Boston, Charlotte. Um, maybe they do a run to, to Chicago. I don't know. Um, it's it's really close to the Lehigh Valley Mall. Huh. And there's a little airport there. Um, I've never been into it. I had one lift ride of a guy who wanted to go to the airport. I'm like, you know what, I've never been here. <laughs> there is a place where if you wanna be, if you wanna wait with your Lyft car, they have a, something to do, uh, a place where the Lyft drivers can sit and wait. Mm. And when you do that, your Lyft app uh, uh, changes when you're inside of, within the bounds of an airport. And 
you it will then say you are number six in this queue hmm. so when people when someone comes out and goes donk with their lift app it will get who's whoever has been there the longest will get the next one and then the next one and the next one and the next one just out of curiosity before this podcast started i went and there were like six people hanging out at lehigh valley airport which is i don't know six lift drivers six lift drivers uh, just hanging out and lehigh valley airport is like harrisburg but smaller it's smaller than harrisburg yeah i can believe there's so i think if you're flying in and out you parked your car there's like a short-term parking and a long-term parking and it's the same parking lot yeah what are the odds that the people getting off of those flights are not also driving themselves home right like (laughs) well the guy i picked up but anyway yeah well yeah others so that's my plan tomorrow is to either yeah do i want to do music fest music fest would probably be a pukey mcpukerton well it depends um, on when you go unless it's well i say that as if there isn't any like day drinking happening at music fest but uh carrie told me that you can drink you can have open containers in bethlehem during music fest I don't. Uh, that's got to be dicey. Oh, someone. Yeah. Oh, hey, Tony Airlines is in the chat. Tony Airlines. I, I took all Tony my classes Riches. specifically to not be distracted, and then now he's here. And uh, Tony yeah. says we had to divert once to ABE, trying to go to PHL, which means he was coming from JFK. Everyone was so mad. We ended up sh- uh, we ended up shuttling everybody in coach buses to Philly, and we ferried the plane back empty. So. He, uh, Tony was flying from New York from JFK to Philadelphia and they had to divert and land in Allentown so instead of flying from Allentown to Philly it's like look we're here the Northeast Extension's right fuck there <laughs> here's some buses <laughs> we're gonna bus you to Philly International yeah. it's like an hour and a half yeah. it would be the ex- honestly the exact same time yeah uh, um, I don't know the the whole commercial flight thing is Something that I I don't know that I like I'm used to. Oh yeah, Tony. <laughs> there you go. Uh, These are his glasses, and I can't open my eyes because his prescription is way stronger than. Oh. Whoa, his prescription is way stronger than mine. May may I? But uh, are we gonna do this thing like? Wow, you really can't see. Oh wow, that's incredible. That's almost um. I have nothing to compare this to. I think my buddy Tom, the prescription is similar to that. But, you know, you save up your money and then you get the LASIK and then you're, you're good to go. Speaking of good to go, I'm waking up, which is a good time to drink alcohol. So, I think we're going to wrap this bit up, come back with the Super Chat on. Sound good? Yep, sounds fantastic. And then I'm going to go uh, put this on uh, Shout Engine slash iTunes, other places, so you guys can take this on the road with you. So okay. we will be back in what, like five, ten minutes? Sounds about that. Yeah. All right, rock and roll. Have it. You know, why am I saying have a good? Have morning? it your way. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Rock Thanks over for... London. Rock on Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> All state. You're in good hands. <laughs> I'm Brian. I'm Nick. Have a good night, guys. You too. <laughs> Happy birthday. Thanks. You too. <laughs> Enjoy the movie. Thanks. You too. Yeah. I gotta put this in the computer.